0: Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned in to another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started... Um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if you all are familiar or not with Prize platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a hundred percent instant match deposit of up to a hundred dollars. So you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a hundred back. Let's say you deposit fifty, you get fifty back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys: you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections more or less, um, you get up to twenty-five percent or twenty-five times. Money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28 and a half points, LeBron over seven and a half rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86 and a half rush yards. And let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on and on and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR anything you could possibly want it is on there i promise guys prize picks is available in your state download the app to check and make sure it's in your state once again use code tp3bets it takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit it's easy withdraw easy deposit once again use code tp3bets if you want to sign up for prize picks Guys, our second sponsor for today's podcast is Alloy Sports. Look, I know a lot of y'all have listened to our podcast for a long time, but y'all are probably wondering by now where I get my stats and trends from. Well, if you want to build winning systems and use trends and stats like I do, download the Alloy Sports app. The the link is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TP3Bets. Go click on it, download it, guys. I promise, guys, it will help you guys bet like a pro. If y'all want to use the same trends and everything I do, download it now. Alloy Sports, once again, that's A-L-L-O-Y. S-P-O-R-T-S, Alloy Sports. Y'all go download it and give them a listen. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penling, coming to you guys live from Dallas, Texas, where it is frigidly cold and windy. It's snow and everything. So you guys haven't hopped on it yet. Go ahead and hop on Air Force tonight for the Armed Forces Bowl. As always, guys, I'm joined by Ben Gorowitz. Ben, how are things back in Atlanta?
1: It's cold as well. Uh, the low of today is 17. The high of Friday is 21. The high of Saturday is 29. It's it's very cold just everywhere around the country.
0: Yeah, man, this sucks. And, I mean, that's going to be the theme when we bring it up when we talk about these uh, football games here soon. Um, As always, guys, we're going to give you all our best bets for NFL. Ben even has a bull pick. Um, I'll put my bull picks out on Twitter and Instagram at TP3Bets and probably TikTok as well at the same handle. But Ben, let's get into observations first.
1: Yeah, I mean, before observations of last week, the totals of this week are so low uh, mm-hmm. in, the, in the NFL. But anyway, observation uh, last week, let's see. I went one and two in the NFL. You went one, one and one. Um, I won the only bowl game that I gave out, played, and then you had one of those as well. You at 3-0, and o, Louisville minus 2, Fresno minus, Fresno State minus 3.5, and, and Southern Miss minus 6.5. So another good college week from you.
0: Let's go. Um, Got to keep building. Maybe I should come back then with a little bowl pick. We'll see. We'll see. All
1: right, so number one, is it crazy that a 33-0 lead at halftime and that resulting in a loss may not have been the craziest part of the weekend?
0: Yes, it is, and I will say this, guys. <laughs> anybody who wants to say that was Matt Ryan's fault at me so I can come slap you in the face, that's why Jeff Saturday should not coach an NFL game.
1: The ending to the 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 ending to the Patriots and Raiders game was one of the most wild, uh, probably the most wild uh, lateral attempt that I have ever seen in my life. Um, but yeah, Matt Ryan and Jeff Saturday and the Colts blow the largest lead in NFL history. The Vikings were down 33-0 at halftime and came back to win that football game. That's, that's insane. The Dolphins and Bills turned out to be an epic game. Uh, kind of like we thought, I guess, but the, the weather wasn't as bad until about the fourth quarter as what some, some weather people had thought. Uh, I thought both teams and both quarterbacks were were played well. I thought both played very well. Tua handled the cold, even though he's probably getting memed on Twitter for the big jacket uh, that the quarterbacks wear. It was like he was like a turtle in its shell. Um, but once again, that was a great game that involves the Dolphins this year. The Bills, once again, playing a great game um, as well. The Chiefs, they went to overtime with the Texans. Probably not a big deal at all. Is it, is it a little deal, big deal, no deal?
0: I think it's a little deal, honestly. I mean, it felt like they are going to win the whole game. I mean, let's be honest, Ben. It's kind of like in the NBA, you know, where they – See, the thing about the NBA and the NFL that differs is you play so many more games, but it's almost like in the NBA, you know, where the Warriors are on a back-to-back and they rest all their players. I mean, that's kind of the way it feels for that. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's much of a deal. It's definitely shocking. It's definitely not something you're you plan to see. But that's now back-to-back weeks. The Texans have been, I think, point underdogs and 13 or 13-and-a-half-point 13 underdogs, and they've easily covered both. Uh, it just kind of shows you it's hard to – to blow someone out in the NFL by two touchdowns is almost something you don't see very often.
0: Not at all. Um, I want to add a quick observation, Mid, because I know it's probably not on the list. How terrible, though, were the NFL referees on Saturday? I mean, they yeah. were absolutely god awful. How the hell did Matt Ryan not get that first down? I mean, it looked even more obvious to me when they showed it on the replay that he got the first down. And they didn't even like re spot the ball and re measure it. That was well, absolutely here's, pathetic.
1: Here's the thing here's the thing about refereeing and, and umpiring in baseball. There's just no accountability anywhere. They screw up the game, and then maybe a week or two later, the NFL says they looked into it and, and say the call should have been this. Okay, well, thanks. You don't replay the the game, so who cares? Like, there's just no official. I mean, there's there's no consequences for these people. Everyone that follows baseball closely even knows names of the worst umpire of the sport. His name is Angel Hernandez. Like yeah. everyone knows his name because of how bad he is. And no. there's no repercussions for it. He could screw up a game and get blasted on Twitter and, mm-hmm. and, and this and that. And maybe an owner speaks out. Probably not. Players will get ejected from games. There's no repercussions. He just goes on to the next week.
0: Yeah, he cost someone a perfect game by making one of his bad calls. Um, no.
1: All- uh, were you talking about Galaraga?
0: Yeah, was that him? That was Jim. Um, that was Jim Joyce. That's right. It was Jim Joyce um the other calls too that were egregious josh allen did not get in the end zone on that two-point conversion yeah i didn't think
1: i didn't think he was in either uh i don't know how the hell they they, overturned
0: like if you're gonna call him
1: down on the field too so they had to have evidence to overturn it
0: yeah it's like it's literally like if you're gonna call that a touchdown it makes even more obvious that matt ryan got the first down and then let's not even talk about sunday night football first of all they reviewed and took away a 50-50 fumble from the Commanders. Then they reviewed and gave the ball back to the Giants on a 50. It was literally the exact same play, and they called it different. And then on top of that, they literally gave, like, the Giants' DB literally gave Curtis Samuel a hug on the last play of the game. No call. And Terry McLaurin, too. I mean, like, look, I get the Terry McLaurin a little bit more. Yeah, it sucks because he wasn't involved in the play. He did ask them if he's onside, but – and, I mean, he scooted up it, it some. Looks, scoot it up looks bad. It looks
1: It looked bad for the people to kind of react about, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not the referee's job to be like, yo, Terry, you're still off sides, you know what I mean? That's like a Terry McLaurin thing, but, like, I don't know, man. It was just a shitty weekend for NFL referees. They did a horrible
1: job. And I'll bring it up. You and I have talked about this before, but, like, we just got off watching the World Cup. Soccer, you can look if a single uh, inch, half an inch of your body if your fingernail is over the line, they know it's offside. I don't understand why we can't get technology in football. I don't understand it.
0: It makes no sense. Like, how do we not get rid like, of the exactly replay? Ju-
1: get rid of the replay judge that in New York and just get this technology that just tells you point blank.
0: Yeah, and the and Terry McCauley and what's the other guy's name? Um, buddy with the spiky white hair. He's on Fox. I can't think of his name. It's not Mike Dean Blaisdino. Yes, Mike Prayer, God. Mike Prayer talks for twenty minutes and then by the time that they get the call right, he's like, Oh yeah, that's what I had. I'm like, geez, Mike, you spent ten minutes battling on about what you think it's gonna be and never even told us what it's gonna be until they said it. Like I can't stand it either. No, I actually do like Dean, though. I'm a Dean fan.
1: Um little deal, no deal, big deal. Cowboys uh-huh. lost to the Cowboys lost to the uh Jacks. I'm gonna go, and Dak Prescott keeps throwing interceptions.
0: I don't know if I'm gonna go with big deal. I'm gonna go with little deal. But I will say this: Dallas's defensive numbers have extremely regressed, and their offense has as well. And to be honest with you, I thought Dallas was a borderline Super Bowl contender. I don't really have them in that category. I have them down a notch from everybody from the actual contenders. I still have them up a notch from the most of the other teams because, like, I had I don't have them in the Vikings in the same playing field, but. I think Dallas, you know, got hot. They played some. Oh, – let's be honest, the NFC sucks. I'm not going to say they played bad teams. They have played their NFC opponents. And when they, pl- when they play teams that are up a notch, they don't look as good.
1: I'm going to say little deal right now. If they And I know it's a very losable game mm-hmm. for the Cowboys this week because Gardner-Mitchell has been a starter before. Like, we know Gardner-Mitchell can at least play for for a couple games. I think if the Cowboys lose this week at home to the Eagles, I think it turns from little deal to big deal. I do. I think if yeah, Dak I Prescott agree. continues to throw these interceptions in big games and big moments, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have an issue. I think they know they can run the football. I think they know they can play defense. But at some point, Dak Prescott's going to have to win games. Um, I don't. I, I think I still have confidence in Dak, but it, it's regressed, no doubt. He has not been terrific.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm with you on that one. I'm kind of been an advocate for Minshew being Atlanta's next quarterback. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, you just know, just to I, get I, to the class after it, is that what you mean, the bridge yeah, guy?
0: Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know what it, what we're. I don't know Well, what, what's. Do you have Ritter on the uh, observations?
1: I do not. Let's save him for last. I got two uh two more before Ritter. Then the Lions keep okay. their playoff hopes alive. they golf, Jared Goff, and Trevor Lawrence are playing the best football they've ever played in their career right now, both of them.
0: 1 p.m. Jared Goff, 25 and 13 against the spread. He He's much better than 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins, and he beat them in the 1 p.m. duel last week. He's now the king of 1 o'clock.
1: Statement win for the Giants, who now take the lead uh, in the wild card. Daniel Jones, have you ever looked up his numbers against the commander slash uh, football team slash Redskins?
0: Um, No, I have not. What are they?
1: He's like 11 of 12 against the spread against them. He's got a winning record straight up against them. He's got his best QBR against them, his best completion percentage against them. He owns that city. It's incredible what Daniel Jones can do. And that's something that can get you paid because if you own a division rival, you have a good chance of getting two wins uh, before your season even starts because it just doesn't matter who's playing for the commanders. Daniel Jones is going to beat you down. The Commanders have ben, a pretty good defense.
0: Ben, I'm a little mad at you that you're just now telling me these stats. I could have used those before I bet on the Commanders on Sunday night. I
1: did not, I did not uh find that in my research last week. I didn't bet on that game. Um and I kind of just forgot about it. But yes, he does own the commanders.
0: Damn. Wish we had a. I wish we had that last week. Um Ben, let's talk about him though, man. Desmond Ritter, what'd you think?
1: I think Desmond Ritter played okay. I think the They were pretty conservative play calls for him um, outside of the first two drives. The first drive, he threw all three downs. They went three and out, and every single ball was a deep ball. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, It took five throwing attempts or maybe four throwing attempts for him just to get one completion. Um, I think you should try to get the easiest completion possible, throw a running back screen, throw a uh, wide receiver screen, something that's a slant, something that's very easy in a winnable matchup to get your quarterback going. I think it took a while. I think he's got another matchup this week. Um, I'm actually – I have a bet on the Falcons-Ravens uh, game uh, this week, so I'll kind of talk about him a little bit more. Um, oh, God. I don't – I mean, it, it's way too early. It, it just doesn't seem like the Falcons are going to let him just try to make big plays. I think they're just going to try to run the football, be conservative with him, and just kind of see what you got. Can he make checks at the line of scrimmage after his third – You know in his third starter? Can he do it in his second start? Can can he throw the ball deep and, and get a completion? Can he get away from a blitzing linebacker? You, just the little things. You want to know if he can read a defense. I think yeah. they know whether he's talented enough to play in the NFL. That that got answered when they drafted him. So um, I think they just need to see him progress each week. I thought he took a conservative uh, game plan in his, in his start one, and I think he did okay in it.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. I mean, don't get me wrong. That was not exactly what you want to see him, not even there for 100 yards. But at the same time, throwing the fire against a division rival in a, in a hostile, ruckus environment like New Orleans is pretty tough. The thing I loved about his start is he still scrapped it out, and when the going got tough, he looked for his best target on the field, Drake London, and Drake threw London. him the ball. Yeah. I love seeing that. I mean, if Kyle Pitts was in there, he probably would have thrown him the ball a ton, I got to think, too. And I'm going to oh. give him a little bit of a pass as well. Daryl Hodge, Alameda Zacchaeus as your number two and three receivers. I mean
1: – It's tough.
0: I don't even know if that uh, – I mean, like, I don't even know if Herbert Mahomes could make anything of that. Like, that's – Josh Allen. Like, that's, that is that's rough.
1: A team has figured out to have a worse uh, – I guess multiple teams have this, but the Falcons have figured out to have a uh, worse um, uh, r- wide receiver and, and just, you know, target combo for – a young quarterback than the Ravens have for Lamar and Tyler Huntley, and which now is going to be Trace McSorley. Yeah, um, at least they have Mark of- Andrews. We don't even have Pitts.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. No, but I, I'd say like Mark Andrews and Drake London. I mean, uh, Mark Andrews They're not. Only, a, what am yeah, I saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's better. Mark I Andrews
1: is like to me. Mark Andrews is one A, one B with Travis Kelsey for best tight ends. Like I, I don't know if I can yeah,
0: separate. I, I'd separate. I think. Him. I,
1: no, because I think Mark Andrews does more for his team than I than maybe anyone other than Derrick Henry. Like if they if he doesn't play, they they can't get two touchdowns in a football game. It seems like. Cause That's think about it, their receivers like Duvernay, who's now I believe he's injured. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he's injured. Like they're not throwing to anyone outside of Mark Andrews. The yeah, because they Drake do- London, but at the end of the day, he's a, he's a rookie. He's not going to be able to excel in every single game. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson's been
0: the guy lately in that offense. That says something. That's I think they picked, up Sammy,
1: they picked up Sammy Watkins, which I do think is a good pickup.
0: <laughs> yeah, too bad he's not wearing a Clemson jersey still. Then I would be scared.
1: Yeah, but at least he's a veteran. He's better than playing these young guys they have. No, nah, that's a fact.
0: Um, ben, let's get into it, though, man. We got our picks. I got five. Ben's got, th- Ben's got three. Actually, Ben has a bowl game. Ben, let's start out with the bowl game first.
1: Yeah, uh, so these two games play on the 28th, so it's the middle of next week. Um, I'm gonna go Duke money line, and um, that is it was a little juice, but not nothing too strange. Uh, let me find it. It was minus one thirty-five. Nothing too bad. Oh, it's not bad. Um, they're playing a UCF team who who's had some transfers. Um, and I think I've been on Duke a couple times this year. This Duke team can play. Um, just just for um. Just kind of stats matchups. Duke's offense is is uh, pretty much at the top 50 within almost every category. And uh, UCF's defense is, is, is pretty good in some areas. They're really good in the red zone, but they can give up a lot of passing yards, a lot of rushing yards. I think Duke can be able to move the football on them and just uh, get a money line victory out of it. My next one is also on the 28th. It is Ole Miss minus three. um. What ball game is this? This is. Let's see. I think it's in. I want to say it's in
0: Houston or De- yeah, it's yeah, in it Houston. Is, is it, mm-hmm, it's an NRG um, Stadium. I don't know. What yeah, that's I'm blanking on the ball
1: game. But reasons why I like this: uh, Texas Tech's like offense. Texas Tech's offense is one of the wackiest offenses in the world. They have some of the most efficient mm-hmm. games you've ever seen, but sometimes they can't get it in the end zone. Ole Miss, I think, is just. Simply put, more talent, more talent on the field in this game. I think Kiffin wants to keep this great season rolling. Get to that uh, ten win mark. I think they have nine wins, don't they? Or do they finish? I believe so. Um, No, 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 they've eight. I think he wants to get to nine wins to prove that it you you at least finish strong in a season where it ended very poorly for Ole Miss. Listen, they were one loss going into the Alabama game, and then they lost pretty much three out of four from there. I think Kevin needs to get this going, so uh, this is a very winnable matchup. More talent on the field. I'm taking Ole Miss minus three.
0: Yeah, it's the Tax Act Texas Bowl, by the way.
1: Who yep, knows what they it.
0: used to be called? They changed the name of these bowls way too many times. Um, I'll have bull picks on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that shit. Honestly, guys, I do my bull picks really the day of just because these lineups and everything change so much, so I try to pay close attention to that. Um, the college football playoff, though, I'll definitely be back with some picks when it comes time for that. Let's get into the NFL card, though. I'm going to start things off for us this week. Um our Thursday night football bet currently up right now, but I'm going to start things off at the 1 o'clock window. I guess I'm in Dallas, so it's the 12 o'clock window for me. Um, I'm going to take the Giants plus the 4 max play on the road versus the Vikings. Weather will not be a factor in this game since so it's to be played indoor. I brought it up on last week's podcast, guys. I said the Vikings' turnover regression was going to happen. Sure enough, turnover regression happened. They used so much energy, guys, for that massive comeback. I don't have any exact stats. I looked for about 20 minutes to try to find some for exact stats on how teams perform after massive comebacks like that. I assume it cannot be good with the amount of energy they had to expend to do that on the flip side of things. G-men are an NFL best eight and two against the spread as a dog. The Vikings are now ten and zero in one score games. I mean Ben, they got to lose a one score game at some point. This game is one score game written all over it. Give me the Giants to get it done. I think they win this game outright and they and beat the commander or beat the uh, Vikings finally in a one score game.
1: Yeah, I meant to mention this for the Duke UCF game by the way. John Reese Plumley, I think it is playing, but mm-hmm. he hurt his hamstring and shoulder uh, in their last game. And then the UCF number one receiver and top linebacker. Um, and one of the top defensive backs all transferred. And then the okay. defensive coordinator all also left. So that line may have moved by now, but that's why I'm on Duke. Um, I like that pick. You said the Giants. What was the spread again?
0: Uh, plus four.
1: Plus four. Yeah, I, I also like that pick. I looked into that one. I'm going to go Commanders plus seven. Um, yeah, I, I listen, I don't love necessarily betting against the 49ers. I do think Brock Purdy eventually is not it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows and looking like the lucky charm man out yeah. there in those commercials. <laughs> um but listen, this is a I think I think it's it's not a buy low spot by any means on on uh uh or a sell high spot on Brock Purdy. I think he is a quality quarterback in this system, has a lot of help, don't get me wrong. But I think the commanders, listen, Heineke, I think the last two games he hasn't covered, but other than that. He still is a really profitable quarterback against the spread. I think a touchdown is just a lot of points for a team that does have a good defense, just like the 49ers. Um, and I think Heineke can kind of keep things going here. So um, you know, Tara McLaurin's hard to guard. Uh Curtis Samuels getting things going. Heineke just kind of keeps your interceptions down in this game. I think they can cover a touchdown for us.
0: I can't lie, but if the 49ers had something left to play for, I was going to take them in this game because they have nothing left to play for. I'm actually on this game as well, but I'm going with over 37 and a half. First of all, I don't think the weather will be that bad out there on the West Coast. Um, I tried to find Taylor Heineke's turnover worthy plays, but I know for a fact that he has a ton of turnover worthy plays. I mean, this guy feels like that he throw. I mean, it feels like he gets the most dropped interceptions in the NFL, him and Josh Allen. And it feels like he's keeping Heine- reckless. Yeah, Heineke. I don't like what I see from. Yeah, he, I love. I love how people he think he's like a franchise up, quarterback. Up I'm up like, Brett man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, this guy should barely even be a starting quarterback in the NFL, let alone the the franchise quarterback for the Commander. Like, give me a break. Riverboat Ron, though, in games on the road where he's a six point or more dog, is twenty and one to the over. I think there's gonna. I think that um, wow. after the divisional blood bla- blood, uh, bloodbath, the Commander's defense is gonna be tired. I just think that this I just think Kyle Shanahan's going to have a field day on them. I can see you still covering the spread for sure, but I just think this game's going to go way over the total. I think this game finishes somewhere in the 50s.
1: Your number is 37 and a half.
0: Yeah, it's just so low. It's insanely low.
1: I got I got some low, low, low totals this week that I am going under. <sighs> um I'm going to go under 35 and a half in the Falcons Ravens game. Listen, I know it's a low total, but here here's here's my reasoning. Falcons love to run the football. The Ravens are one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Desmond Ritter, in my eyes, after one game, I think it's a little early say it, but I don't know if he's ready combined. Or let me say this. Desmond Ritter plus the the play calling. I don't know if they're combined ready to make a game changing play in this game. Yeah. Um Ravens also like this offense stinks i mean i i believe trace McSorley's playing quarterback in this game i think the falcons defense, No, he
0: trace McSorley's playing quarterback for, no lamar jackson's playing he practiced today and is oh, officially practice. ruled playing trace McSorley's starting for uh for the cardinals
1: oh I mean, that's right i did have the wrong team he used to play for the ravens yeah he did um yeah i don't i don't think it changes my opinion if lamar plays this offense hasn't really been clicking all that much um I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to score much in this game, to be honest with you. So I'm going to take under 35 and a half. I think it's a very low total, but I, you know, I'm taking it.
0: Dome team playing in cold weather as well. That's in your favor. Ben, are you going to be drinking on Christmas Eve? Because you might need to, man, if you're taking this low totals under. I mean, (laughs) I might as
1: well. it's, it's, You need know. um, I mean,
0: to have a beer. <laughs> yeah, man. You're to have to drink if you're taking up that low. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bears plus eight and a half against the Bills. I also lean to the over. I don't know if I'll get there. I just don't like playing a lot of volume in NFL, but I mean 40 just feels way too low for these offenses and how bad the Bears defense is. But I've some pretty telling stats here. The Bills are two and eight against the spread in their last eight games. I mean, it's gonna be freezing cold. If anything, I think these teams aren't gonna want to hit as much, and I think this gives it a better chance of it going over. Also, too. This stat is insane. I heard this on a podcast, and I couldn't even believe it. The Bills are 4-27 and against the spread after playing against the Dolphins. They consider them their biggest rival, and it's considered as well by fans. The rivalry goes back beyond times when me and Ben weren't even born yet. I mean, this is when these two teams were like the class of the NFL. Now they've kind of been eh for so long, but they're back again. I think these teams played a hard-fought game last week. I just think the Bears plus 8.5 against a Bills team that has not been covering has been playing pretty lackluster is a good spot to be in. Wow. Yeah, you can't pass that up. Four and twenty-seven against
1: the spread. Give me that all day. Yeah. I'm going, like I said, this is my last NFL pick, last pick total. Okay. Another low total. I'm going under 36 and a half Broncos Rams. Um listen, okay. the Bron- Broncos overs have hit two games in a row. The unders are eleven and three in their games all season long. I have to take this for the rest of regular for the rest of the regular season. I haven't even checked who's playing quarterback for the Broncos. Is Russell, Russell Wilson? Wilson got ruled in today? That's even better because guess what? The overhit last week and Bright and Brett Ripon or whatever his name is played. Russell Wilson can't score points. We know this, right? The Rams, I mean, oh my god. I feel so bad for Sean McVay and the offensive coaches ha- trying to have to scheme for this offense every single week. It's it can't be pretty. Like they, they have they have to have a lot of scratch offs on their card each week. Uh, listen, I think Baker's okay. I, I think he definitely looks like a backup quarterback at this point, and I've seen him in two games now. Um, I think he's a backup for a reason in this league, and Russell Wilson certainly plays more of, more like a backup than Baker Mayfield does, so I'm just going to keep taking the unders each week. They're 11-3 and three on the year.
0: Couldn't talk you off that one. I don't have the balls to do it. Who knows, though? It is a Christmas Day standalone. By the way, I kind of hate the Christmas Day standalone factor because you really have to factor fading the public into these games again. Um, and it kind of takes away, too, from like the actual like main slate of games. Like, there's only two 4 o'clock games this week. You know what I mean? So it does kind of suck. Um, I got two left, though. Um, one, Sunday Night Football, I usually don't put these picks out before, but I'm going to go ahead and drop it now. I'm going go with the Steelers, minus 2.5. Derek Carr, 0-5, straight up. With five interceptions, and he's never thrown for over 200 yards when he plays in frigid temperatures. On top of that, both these teams love to run the football. Pittsburgh is the sixth-best run defense. The run defense got absolutely shredded last week for the um, for the Raiders in that insane walk-off win they had against the Patriots. I don't see them striking lightning in a bottle twice. Give me the Steelers minus 2.5 to win this game and cover. Uh, last one for me as well, Christmas Day, early kickoff, first game of the day. Packers plus the four. The Packers have the ninth best pass defense in the NFL. The Dolphins can't really run the football. We kind of already saw this against the Chargers. Top of that, Aaron Rodgers is twenty nine and nineteen against the spread as an underdog, and he's eleven and three in this spot the past four seasons with Matt Lafleur. There's even crazier stats with them. I just didn't have enough time to find them. So me and Ben are in a bit of time crunch today. So all that being said, I'm gonna take the Packers plus the four plus the four. It just simply has to be done. um But yeah, that's all I got. Ben, anything else from you, man?
1: Uh, I love, uh, I was thinking real hard about that Steelers pick. Um, I think that's it. a good spot. I I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Kenny Pickett. I know that hey. maybe like, I think he, I think he looks like he belongs. I think he's mm-hmm. the best. We'll say it. Um, he is it, is it like an age thing? You think he looks more comfortable when pressure faces him in the pocket? Like, you can tell when a quarterback is scrambling out of a pocket whether it looks panicked or not. Yeah, his head, his head's up, looking downfield. I think he's got a great connection with Pat Fryermuth. I think he's got a great connection with George Pickens, um, and Deontay Johnson's still their most consistent receiver. So I think I think they have a good thing going. It's just all got to click, and, and maybe it does next season with a full off season with Kenny Pickett. But I do think the Steelers' future is is in a pretty good spot, even though their division's very tough. Uh, real quick, I will recap the picks. In the NFL, I have Commanders plus seven, under 35 and a half Falcons Ravens game, under 36 and a half, Broncos, Rams game. Thomas has let me know if I forget one. Giants plus four. Commanders and 49ers over 37 and a half. Bears plus eight and a half. Steelers minus two and a half, I think it is. And yep. Packers pl- Packers plus four. And then I have uh, on the 28th, two bowl games. Duke Moneyline. And mm-hmm. Ole Miss minus
0: three. Let's go, Ben. Let's cash these in. Um, me and Ben's next podcast will be on Friday since I will be traveling. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for you guys today. Um, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all once again soon. Um, Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. On regards of me and Ben, um, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we hope everyone has a great holiday season. And hopefully, you can buy some more gifts for your family with these winners we just handed to you.